We are Spry, a group of remote digital marketers who want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Our curiosity drives us to constant learning, and that learning leads to constant teaching. So come along with us on the Spry Space podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and do it all wherever we want. everyone and welcome to the Spry Space podcast. I'm Lacey and today I am joined by the most intelligent Adrian on this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Hello. How you doing today, Adrian? Oh, you know, it is <laughs> I don't know, August 31st, 2020. I've already said it today once. It would be great to just, you know, go to sleep like Rumpelstiltskin. I think I've already talked about this on a podcast already. And wake up and it not be 2020 anymore. That'd be great. But I feel <laughs> I feel like we have a lot of work to do, and that's what this year is here to remind us to do. So I try to keep a positive outlook. So I'm doing good. I'm a little tired today. I'm not sure why. My mom has always said she's a biologist, but in our animal biology, because we are just your humans, as the weather changes, as the seasons change, our bodies start to shift into hibernation mode. And the hint of fall, you know, we're going to start to just get kind of sleepier for longer and we want to rest more. So I think that's what's happening. That sounds pretty wise, I'll be honest. How can you even complain when you understand it's just we're entering hibernation stage? That's all it is. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this whole month, we came up with a topic at Spry that we're going to focus on all month long, which is basically social media manager mental health. Like, how y'all doing when social media is your job? During a pandemic, during election season, during a racial justice movement. How's everybody doing? Because we're not doing great very often. (laughs) No. I would also preface this to say that we are very lucky in that we still have jobs. This is true. We still earn incomes. We are not members of a, you know, a group that is oppressed. So we're all at Spry. We're very lucky. Yes. At face value. However, we are on the internet all the time because it's our job. (laughs) I don't know. Right now, it's a pretty chaotic place. So we figured we would try to create some content throughout this month that helps us all to maybe get a little more grounded in our job. And you can't start a good grounding without a good vent sesh. So I proposed to Adrian the idea of us doing kind of a vent sesh podcast. And we pulled people in Space in our Facebook group to give us some of the things that are irritating them the most about their job in social media right now. Yeah. So we're just going to go through those. Does that sound good? It sounds amazing. You don't know what to fix if you don't identify it. Exactly. Here you go. Always with the logical ordering of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I want to start off with one thing that came out of our discussion in Space from Nikki M. And Nikki said that social media is like a needy deadbeat boyfriend. It's always pinging you, always asking for your attention, always asking you for money. (laughs) Yeah. This is true. Needy. That's a really good analysis. It really is. And it pulls at your emotions and you kind of have this reactionary, yeah, it's a kind of a reactionary, kind of a toxic relationship, you know? You feel like you have to respond. 
but do you really want to respond? No. Mm-hmm. No, you don't really. And half the time, the responses aren't what you were looking for. Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you've got to get on there and try to be the bigger person and, you know, decide how you're going to deal with this person. And yeah, I think the analogy was great. Good job, Nikki. Gosh. I know. Yeah. So some of the things for me personally that irritate me, one is that my gosh, on Facebook, why are there so many unhappy people? Like, why is everybody mean to each other? I don't know, Lacey. Back when this all started happening, COVID, and even before COVID, though, I feel like social media has always been kind of a nasty place. But there was a way that we would recommend people deal with it, like, you know, snooze people or just, you know, there's certain things on Facebook and in other social platforms that you can kind of like you know, protect yourself almost. But with the advent of COVID, that kind of blew all the protections off because now everyone is talking about it all the time. And we don't have as much actual in real life human connections. So this is where we're doing so much of our processing that we normally might do with like, you know, our smaller groups of friends. And now it's all online, all these discussions. And what's interesting is we are a a remote team But most people were not before COVID happened. And so even when you're at work and maybe you don't 100% agree with all your coworkers, still people were still physically going to work, chatting with people. You know, it's kind of like in defense of the small talk. I know a lot of people hate small talk and they all this and that. But small talk in a certain way can kind of buffer things, you know, and kind of help people process. It is like this venting, right? It's this first layer of processing. You're experiencing something and you've got to process it, right? And there's phases of processing. And sometimes just the verbalizing of what you're experiencing, you hearing it back to yourself helps you process. And people don't have that as much now. Yeah. I remember when I used to work in Seattle and I had a really long bus commute, I would chat with the people on the bus all the time sometimes. And we would talk about traffic. I mean, who doesn't love a bonding over traffic? (laughs) (laughs) When you're sitting on the bus there. Oh, man. That's a whole nother mental health issue. Now we're all inside. We're all cooped up. We have kids. We have all these new responsibilities. And then another like unknown fear of this illness. Of course, we've all seen the debates on the internet over the veracity of, you know, what's happening. Still, there's still very real world consequences about what's happening right now. And so it's just like all coming to a head. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so many people are just processing it through social media, which means, I don't know, I've actually almost never been one to unfriend people. I'm good at setting social media boundaries to keep myself protected when I have to go into my workspace, like my Facebook (laughs) newsfeed, you know. But for the first time, I'm finding myself actually unfriending people, not people who I'm even close with or that I have a real relationship with, but maybe these friends that I've had on my Facebook list for a decade and I haven't really looked at it yet. And all of a sudden I'm seeing, you know, nasty comments happening in people's content. And I'm like, there's no way that I'm allowing myself to see this another day. You know, I go, I unfriend that person. There is no consequence to that, except that my newsfeed is now a bit of a safer place for me. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Thank (laughs) you. Take a bow for that one. (laughs) Okay. 
So that's probably enough complaining about people. Let's complain about features now, shall yeah. we? <laughs> At least for a minute. Another couple of things that irritate me. I just love Instagram stories. You know, you know, I love that's like my favorite platform within a platform right now. But I get so annoyed that I can't reorder the layers of my stickers and photos and text on Instagram stories. I can't tell you the number of times that I just accidentally tap my image and all of a sudden now it's on top of all of the stickers that I nicely placed and now I've got to move it all out of the way. I even tried. I tested the other day. I was like, maybe I just don't know what it is. I tried like the long tap, the double tap, the long tap with a little tap after, like just to see if any of those things would work to reorder the layers. They don't. Dang. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> All that research. <laughs> How often does it happen to you? Do you accidentally reorder your stickers and whatnot? Yeah, I do. And maybe that actually prevents me from doing stickers sometimes because I just do get kind of irritated. But mm-hmm. it doesn't irritate me quite as much as it irritates you, I think. Okay. I'm I'm next level on that one, I guess. I just like to move so fast all the time yeah. that it irritates me when I can make a mistake that makes me move slower. No, I know. You're you have a lot of things to do. And I do too. And sometimes you know what? I just decide that these stickers aren't worth it. Like I don't care. <laughs> so maybe that's it too. Maybe I'm just lazy and I'm just like, uh I guess it'll just be a, a mangy picture, one picture, no stickers. so maybe that's why your stories are more viewed than mine i don't know if they are we'd have to run an experiment to know for sure we would we would have to do Do stickers make an impact on your instagram stories (laughs) that'd be a good Mm -hmm. experiment yeah here's another thing about instagram stories but it goes into a couple others nikki k mentioned this that the fact that when you post instagram stories you can't edit them at all that's super annoying Here is something that I maybe will say to you as your social media therapist. I kind of think it's okay. Not be able to edit them. I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where everyone knows they're not editable. What's funny to me is I do have a few influencers who I follow who I think I adore. I think they're very smart people. And every week or so, they'll have a typo on one of their stories. For me, I mean, I have like 500 people. If I have a typo, big whoop. These people have hundreds of thousands of followers. So if they have a typo, you know they're getting DMs. You know, it's so funny. And I'm just like, you know what? And what will happen is they will make a typo. And then a couple stories later, they'll get on and be like, I'm sorry for my typo. And for me, (laughs) I'm just kind of like of the mind where We all know how Instagram works. Like, the people that are reminding them that there's a typo are kind of... Rude. Yeah. Like, come on. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I mean, it will be awesome to be able to edit. I do agree. However, it's kind of like, well, those are the rules. And I'm like, all right, I accept it. I've done typos. It's not the end of the world. Do you think it's almost kind of charming? Yes. Sometimes I do. I think, if anything, like, when I do see it, I'm like, oh, they're human, too. I will say that it is, but unless it's on your personal stuff for like a personal influencer or somebody who's, it's their brand, they are their brand or whatever. That's kind of charming. However, if you're doing it for a client, (laughs) I've done this before where I've misspelled stuff for clients and I didn't notice it because... I can't read or or whatever. I, my brain was numb <laughs> at the time. And so that was not good. That, that was a bad look. So, you know, 
I can see it is irritating. And you can kind of lump in the other things that aren't editable, like, you know, tweets aren't editable. Instagram comments aren't editable. I can't tell you the number of times I've been doing like Instagram presence management at like two in the morning and I have to like delete a post three times because, you know, I accidentally pushed submit before I was done or I misspelled a word. Another thing that came from Nikki K in Spryspace is the limited Instagram functionality on desktop. Is that something that irritates you too? Oh my gosh. Yes. It irritates me so much. For me, my brain, when I'm on my desktop, I'm working, but when I'm on my phone, it's fun time. So when I get into my Instagram and I'm doing client work, it's so easy for me to see something from my friend or, or something that I wanted to, or, oh yeah, I wanted to read that post from Lacey or, or whatever for it's my own personal stuff. And then I'll get pulled for 20 minutes away. And you almost don't even realize it and wake up 20 minutes later like, oh my God, I came here for a task. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what was I doing? Oh, I was doing that one thing. Oh my gosh. I wish Instagram would adjust that. However, I will say that I recently started using the Facebook in Facebook Business Manager, the inbox. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The inbox for Facebook. It does have all of Facebook and Instagram's comments, comments. and direct messages. I have started doing all of my writing back, direct messages, comments in there for my clients. But that doesn't really work for presence management and going out and commenting as your brand. But for that stuff, I have started using that. That's a smart way to handle that. It can be irritating, though, so much, especially with Instagram stories, right? I'm like having to take images and send them to my phone from my desktop. Like the number of steps that could be removed if we were able to do some of that work on our computer would be really nice. Even if it's just the back end work, the planning and scheduling and yeah. I have talked about this at length that social media managers, people don't really know how much we do, like the amount of emailing something to your own email, you know, something from your phone, you email it or you text yourself or, you know, I email myself stuff all the time because I needed to get it from my phone onto my computer or from my computer to onto my phone, whatever. It's a lot. And we just do it. <laughs> if I try to train someone sometimes and I'm actually talking out the number of steps that it takes to get from point A to finished on some of these tasks, it's a joke. Like It's really a joke. <laughs> I know. Really fast. Quick story. I am helping my husband's band run their Instagram account. So fun. It's so fun. Yeah, it is. It is kind of fun. And this weekend, they wanted me to help them put new tracks on their website. So my husband's friend handed me a CD. No. <laughs> no, we didn't. Yeah, a CD. And so I, I was like, okay, okay, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> so I go home. I have to dig out an old computer because none of my new computers With a CD have ROM. a CD player. Yes. <laughs> a driver. Yes. So I had to... Find a computer with a CD player, put the CD in, you know, grab those files, then I zip them, then I email them and they're too big. And then so I cut them in half and then I zip them again. And then, you know, oh multiple God. emails, I get them onto a new computer and then I download them to, you know, edition. And then I change them to a MP3 format and then I, then I take them onto WordPress and then. Did you upload them to SoundCloud before that? Upload them to SoundCloud, find the embed code. Oh, see, I did not do this. I just 
I just put them directly on their website. Oh, you did? I did. Yes, I did. I mean, mm. I'm not getting paid to do this. I just did the, what I thought was the best. So I... <laughs> But okay, no. I'll take a look at it. We'll see. We'll okay. see how Lacey's we'll see how okay. it looks. All you social media managers out there, you know, the reason why we're having this kind of mental break right now is like we do all this extra work running around and any moment when we're trying to get a, a task accomplished and we just are faced with a bunch of like hateful stuff on the internet, it just makes all that stuff just harder. <laughs> It's like, you're kidding me. If you knew the number of steps it took me just to get this one post posted, you would never make this kind of negative comment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh. Okay. Yep. So that's one thing. Here's another thing that came from our Spray Spice conversation from Terry. She said that one of the things that irritates her the most is the lack of support on Facebook and Instagram when we're having an issue, how we can, you know, reach out to the company to get it solved. Is that something frustrating for you too? It is so frustrating, Lacey. Well, we had a, a colleague who her page was unpublished or, or reported oh, yeah. months ago. And I don't even know if it's been reinstated. It has finally, but it took months. Months, yeah. The public has to access it because there's so much stuff on there. And the fact that if something is wrong or you've been deleted or, you know, your profile's erased and maybe it shouldn't be or for whatever reason, they need to have better support. I'm not saying that, you know, it should be a free for all and then everything should be on there. Obviously, you know, I think there should be some sort of, you know, monitoring, but I just, yeah, their, their support is awful. It took me multiple months to get a restaurant's Facebook page. They had let go of one of their employees who was the most recent admin of the Facebook page. And, you know, I had to get a business license, a driver's license, a employment, a release of employment. And I had to go back and forth like four times with their support when their support just sent back to me. I'm sorry, you did not get all the things on the list. These are the things on the list that you need to have. And so I had to scour that list over and over again. Not them. They didn't get to say, okay, you got everything but these two things. Can you send? No, that's not what happened. I had to just try four times. So frustrating. Oh, my gosh. For social media, when we talk to businesses about social media and doing your social media and making sure that you respond to people who are upset, you need to make sure that, especially on the internet, like you need to make sure that all the happy people are answered and, and taken care of. But equally, you have to answer and take care of the people who are unhappy and deal with trolls if you have to and deal with bots if you have to. But the platforms we use, they don't have to do that. They right. just are like, whatever, we will take care of you. Take a number. <laughs> That's really what it is like, isn't it? I want to move to a couple of things that you put in specifically. So one of the things that you talked about being really irritating is when you are in groups or on LinkedIn and that kind of thing, and you've got people doing this humble brag, but with an agenda. Can you talk to me about that a little bit? Okay. So yes, recently, the reason why that I was talking about this was I have been seeing this a lot more recently happen in groups that I'm in. And basically what is happening and what I'm observing and what I predict to be happening is 
During times of great upheaval and change, people are scrambling to either get new jobs or do their career change or prepare for whatever it is they have to do to move on. You know, right now, I guess the other kind of similar situation is during the Great Recession in 2008 when people are just things are changing really fast, right? But what's happening is in a bunch of professional groups on LinkedIn and on Facebook, I'm, I'm noticing that are closed groups that have very strict rules about how to behave and what's acceptable and all this and that is all of a sudden we're getting all of these people just rush in and start to humble brag with an angle. And it just gets my dander up. (laughs) Do you think that part of the reason why it kind of sets you off a little bit is because it's more self-serving than contributing. You know what I mean? Like there's like this guise of contribution that's like, I'm going to ask a question to help with this group. But the question's job actually just serves to make that person look smart. If I'm totally honest, I catch myself doing it sometimes. You know, I catch myself doing it on LinkedIn if I'm trying to do like a personal LinkedIn post and I'm like, okay, how do I contribute something valuable that has to do with what I want people to know about me? I can catch myself normally. The catch is, have I contributed to any conversations lately? Like before I create my own post and start to have a conversation, I need to ask myself, have I contributed to other people's content enough to really earn their attention on my content? Is that part of it, do you think? I think you kind of, yeah, hit the nail on the head. And if we take a step back and think about social media and the purpose of social media itself and what we talk about to our brands and our clients is that, you know, you get what you give almost, you know, and you have to create relationships with your clients and with your audience for them to give you any money, their time, anything. And so, you know, with COVID happening, all of a sudden, a lot of people are reevaluating their career and their life and they are flooding online. It's a bummer because it's all happening at once. I feel like every once in a while, if somebody behaved like that in a group, it, it's not quite as bad. But now that everyone is on it and it's like asking, 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 but not contributing actual valuable real things, it actually makes those groups less valuable. And I've actually caught myself wanting to leave some of those groups because it's just post after post after post of like nothing valuable at all. All surface level kind of disguised self-promotion. Yeah, exactly. And so it is definitely a lesson. And it's also kind of one of those things too, where it's kind of that feeling of, I guess, kind of like the local, that attitude where, you know, oh, we were here first, or we put in the work to find this place, or we did the work. We built the infrastructure. Yes. And then everyone's coming in and not putting in any work and just kind of trying to take the frosting off the top without building and adding to the the value of the group. Yeah. What I've been doing, I've kind of snoozed a few of my groups, but I've also done what you said, Lacey. And I thought, okay, well, if I want these groups to be actually valuable, what have I contributed? So I found myself actually contributing real honest responses in many of the groups. And so that kind of actually 
you know, helps too. even if nobody responds to me or likes it or interacts with it, it still makes me feel like, well, at least I put something valuable. Exactly. In <laughs> I've put the work in to earn people, you know, to earn a little bit of attention back because I've put some attention out because otherwise you are, you're just self-serving in the group. I do. I catch myself. I catch myself doing it the most. I catch myself doing it on LinkedIn just in my own personal LinkedIn posts. And when I start to feel that way, when I sit down to do a post, instead of doing a post, I will spend that 20 minutes responding to other people's content, you know, just for a little while. And then my balance feels restored, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's totally fine to toot your own horn with things for sure. But again, yeah, it's definitely you get what you give. And maybe what I'm reacting to is just a flood of people trying to get things. And that's just what's happening on social media right now. <laughs> the last thing that I want to talk about that you brought to the table is like the addictive nature of social media. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's yeah. all these little things, there's behaviors that irritate us, there's people that irritate us, but the platforms as a whole, they're made to be addictive, right? And so how do we balance that when our job is to work inside these spaces, but we also care for the people within the communities that we're building so we don't want them to have an unhealthy relationship with social media? We don't want to have an unhealthy relationship with social media. So what do we do but feel irritated and frustrated and fret about it? Adrian, fix it for me. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. I was telling Lacey before I got on because we're talking about social media and our mental health. And honestly, I was telling her about my physical health, you know, getting up in the morning, waking up and looking at my phone first thing and then, you know, going to take my dog for a walk and realizing my eyes are just jacked from immediately waking up and looking at my phone or my computer. The human eyeballs should be looking out at trees, you know, at least having some sort of break from the devices and it's not good at all. <laughs> so it's definitely a habit that I need to break and work on. So I think you're probably not alone in that. That is kind of by design. The thing I think about social media managers and why at this point in history in particular is especially frustrating for all of us <laughs> is because all this chaos is happening in front of us, politics and the coronavirus and just everything is happening in 2020. And we still have this like fighting, all this stuff. But however, social media managers, we use it for our jobs, but we also understand how it works. If you have worked in social media for any amount of time, you probably or, you know, hopefully have thought about, oh, why do we have a notifications bar? <laughs> What's it there for? <laughs> it's not just there to like let people know that you updated your business address. They have it there for a different reason. Facebook wants people to log in, see all the activity that they missed. In the back of their head during the next day, they log in a little longer. They stay on a little longer. They spend more time on the platform. The point of these platforms is to keep people on it for as long as possible. You know, I always love to talk about brain chemicals when we get to this point. And it's like, you know, the apps that we're using for social media are programmed to give us hits of dopamine, right? You'd see a like pop up, the beautiful color, the shape is identified with a feeling. So we see these things and we get a feeling, right? So we get addicted to that feeling. What's it called? Like our tolerance 
increases, Mm -hmm. right? And as our tolerance increases, we have to spend more time. We have to get more likes. We have to get more comments for it to even come close to making us feel fulfilled, right? Yeah. And so I was talking to Lacey about this book. It's called Hooked and it's by Nir Eyal, N-I-R-E-Y-A-L. And he is Israeli and he wrote this amazing book called Hooked and he basically kind of breaks down the psychology behind building apps and he has lots of really great case studies you know actually in particular Instagram and how Instagram is uniquely built for people to keep on logging in keep on looking and keep them on there you know it, it just goes into the psychology of these apps and they have leverage over us basically right like your friends are on these apps your social network, your social world. We're social people. We're humans. We need people. So if we don't go to our jobs anymore and we don't go to, you know, do all these social activities, now we have to go on social media. That's where our our group is. Like our actual need for belonging. Exactly. Yeah. And everything is just kind of like created specifically for you to keep on logging in and keep on checking in. You know, also the concept of kind of the value. So for instance, it's almost like a credit score. The longer you're on kind of Facebook or Instagram, the more value you have because you have more photos, you have more friends, you have more, you see more ads, you see more ads. The longer you're there, the more valuable you become, but also the more value it becomes to you, like psychologically, right? So like, why would I spend all this time gaining a thousand, two thousand followers and then be like, well, I'm done with that. I'm not going to log into that anymore. No, it's like the the more you get, the more time you're going to spend on it. It's this investment that grows and grows and with it grows its need for your attention. The other thing, too, I was hanging out with social distancing. I had a little picnic with a few friends. We were very far apart this weekend. Somebody was talking about the new Facebook. And so I deal with Facebook on my desktop. I was kind of talking about this in the group of people that I was with. And one of them mentioned, she goes, oh, well, it seems like it's a lot more mobile friendly. Aren't people just using it more on their mobile device than on their desktop? And I was like, oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. There mm-hmm. you go. And she's not a social media manager. She's she's a very smart lady who just was like, oh, well, more people are on their phones. So that's why they did it that way. And I was like, oh, there you go. There's uh-huh. that psychology. <laughs> There's that reason. That's my understanding is they did make it to look a lot more like to mimic the experience that you're having on your phone so that it doesn't feel like you're on two different platforms. So, you know, the icons are larger. They're all a little bit more rounded. Nothing is set up in quite as linear of a fashion as it used to be. So it's interesting. The next four podcasts, we're going to all be focusing on social media mental health. So we will talk about kind of like introspection. We'll talk about setting boundaries. We'll talk about dealing with trolls. And we'll talk about how to do it all remotely. And just to keep your mental health as polished as you can during this wild, crazy time. (laughs) Yes, that is the goal because we want everyone to be healthy and happy. That's right. So, (laughs) Adrienne, at the end of every Sparky Space podcast episode, I like to ask about where people have been working lately. We are an all-remote team at Spry, which means sometimes we work in interesting places. So tell me, have you been working anywhere interesting or how has that been for you lately? 
So I went to Montana for a week for actually a vacation. But speaking of mental health, it was great. I wouldn't say that I came back 100% like a brand new person. You know, I, I don't feel like I'm ready to like run a social media marathon. I'm still a little bit down on the whole year. However, I did take a break and I came back and I do feel very uh, creatively rejuvenated. Yeah, I almost want to call it charged. I noticed as soon as you came back and I told you I did not expect anything. You know what I mean? Like you going on a vacation is important whether it makes you feel better or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it was like a real nice plus that when you came back, all of a sudden you kind of had new ideas that you wanted to chase. And it had been a couple months since I had seen that kind of fire in you. And so I always love when people have ideas that they are going to chase. You know what I mean? So I was really happy to see that from you too. Yeah. Yeah. Take it from me, everybody. Go on vacation. That's right. Just go on vacation. Go take a little, you know, Airbnb, a contactless Airbnb, take some time, be safe, you know, wash everything, all that sort of stuff, wear your mask. Tra-la-la, but go on vacation. (laughs) I agree. Okay, so if you're looking for any more content like this, or if you want to follow along with the content that we're going to do for the rest of the month, where can people find us, Adrian? On Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, at ThinkSpry. And our website is called ThinkSpry.com. That's right. You can sign up for our email list there. You can join our Spry Space Facebook group where we are troubleshooting and brainstorming and basically just supporting each other in trying to maintain our sanity when social media is our job. (laughs) Right. Quick tip also before we all go, if you all don't know this, but sometimes Lacey and I, you know, if there's a problem, we will actually just do a screen recording and explain how to do it and post it on Space. Lots of great, valuable information Get your booty in there. Get your booty in there. <laughs> and we don't humble brag in there. I mean, sometimes maybe we do. If we're really pissed <laughs> if you do, we might humble brag. If we do, you can call us out on it right <laughs> yeah. in the comments and we'll appreciate it. That's value. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Adrian, so much for chatting with me this afternoon. Thank you for coming by and listening. We hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And we hope that you keep learning. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.